0: master.
1: Better late than never, right? Welcome to 2020. I know we're a couple of weeks into the new year, but uh, better late than never. It's been a busy 2020 already. We started in New York City and then went to Chicago and and now Denver. But uh, So I'm a little behind on getting out the first episode of the new year, but I promise I'm going to do better about getting out at least one podcast a week. Hey, honestly, I wish I could go all Joe Rogan and do a podcast every single day, but You know, that takes a lot of time, takes a lot of money, and uh, I just don't have a lot lot of uh, either of those right now. So um, just throwing it out there that I I do want to start doing more and more podcasts. Uh, Some other big news that I wish I could tell you guys right now, um, hopefully by the time you hear this, uh, this news will be out. And uh, I mean, I know if you're following me on social media at Matt L. West and you tune into the Instagram lives, you, you already know. What I'm hinting around at, but if not, hopefully you'll you'll see it here in the next couple of days, and hopefully it'll give all of you a different experience when it comes to this podcast. Uh, this podcast is a little different because I got to sit down with two of my best friends, not only in the business, but two of my best friends in the world. Uh, two-time PBR world champion Jess Lockwood and one of the greatest bullfighters ever to step inside the arena, Cody Webster. It's interesting because you know I I had planned to do this podcast with Lockwood. Uh, you know, over a year ago in timing, it just, it hasn't worked out. I've done a few with Cody Webster now, which is awesome because I love having him back on the podcast, but, uh, two characters. And that's the cool thing about this podcast is it's going to be a little bit different. There's not any hard hitting questions, really. It's just a couple of guys sitting around having fun. And, um, yeah, I think you'll enjoy getting to see a different side of two of the greats in this industry and in this, uh, sport that, you don't really get to see this side a lot of. So, hopefully, you guys enjoy this. Um, we're going to sit down and do a full blown, hard hitting, serious QA with Jess Lockwood, you know, when the time's right and when it, uh, you know, when time allows us to do so. But this was all about having fun. This was three buddies sitting in a room, just like most of my podcast, hanging out and uh, shooting the breeze, seeing what happens. Hey, I want to say congratulations, Joel Ricardo V8, a big win in New York City. Um, Congratulations, Dalen Swearingen. Big win in Chicago. And as I put this podcast out, this is going to drop probably on Tuesday of the National Western in Denver. And uh, that'll kind of mark one year since we lost our, our good buddy Mason Lowe. So um, continuing to send... Uh, you know, thoughts feels out to the family and, uh, you know, there's not a day goes by that we don't think about Mason. So I mean, I, myself personally, I, I can tell you there's not one single day that goes by that. I don't think about a guy that I think I I've known longer than anybody in this sport or at least at the PBR level. So, um, but this episode is all about having fun and Jess Lockwood, Cody Webster. You get to see a really unique side of these guys. So I think you guys are going to dig this. If you do, let me know. Hit me up on the social media, Matt L. West on all platforms. If you don't like it, ah, hit me up anyways and let me know what you don't like so I can fix it for the next time. So um, enjoy this conversation with two-time PBR world champion Jess Lockwood and one of the absolute greatest bullfighters ever to lace up a pair of cleats, Cody Webster.
2: Why? I don't Here. It
1: makes no sense. I don't know anything about it. It's a rough start. It's a rough start. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a rough start, but it's even it's even even worse uh, timing. We we, like okay. So what what is the name
2: of this? Like this is the first go first run. We got the equipment run
1: at at YouTube, but I don't know. It's like episode. It's it's actually the first podcast of twenty twenty.
2: Right. Okay.
1: So, we're we're rocking and rolling now. Uh Cody Webster, you so been on before? So it's Matt West. It's Matt West now. <laughs> now. Yeah.
0: Yes, this is Matt West. <laughs> okay.
1: This is Matt West. It's now. Of course when people see this it'll 2020 be now. 2020. January of 2020. Perfect we're in vision. We're in beautiful Chicago. Don't go too it's far. It's not. We're, it, we're, is, we're, it is disgusting out. We're in beautiful. <laughs> I feel like it's I'm at home, outside Cuz of the
2: weather. The weather sucks.
1: Yeah. But everything else is pretty cool. I'm just glad pretty enough
2: cool. guys showed up tonight that we could have a board ride. Man, like we were legit worried that a lot of people weren't going to make it. That's like when I got Two off an airplane and I walked in the baggage claim, there was so much red and it was all DFW, Dallas, Lucky Like everything was, was like, shutting Whoa.
0: down. Did you get it? Yeah, you got in uh, yesterday afternoon or something. Yeah, I was good. Yeah.
1: I came in 40 minutes early. Went to a hockey game, hung out. Smart man. Yeah. I like, man, I don't know how you guys do it. That whole day of travel thing stresses me out. I get super stressed. You have. To I'm kind of at battles. the point
0: now that I was talking with Colton and Jesse last night. We were sitting down at the restaurant, and our flight kept getting delayed and delayed. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, man, if they just switch it tomorrow, I was going to tell Gleason that. Uh, Pulled a Hammy. Yeah the the weather's ain't working. I'm just gonna go home and watch from Ride Pass this weekend. I'm kind of at the point like if it don't work out, I'll just go home for the weekend.
1: Do you still watch Ride Pass even though I'm not on it? I think a lot of fans wanted to know that question.
0: No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not Matt West isn't on there. Uh,
1: that's I, that's why we're friends. You guys are good liars. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> just try to keep you happy. Really? Yeah. Well, if that was the case, we would have done me. this. We would have done this a year and a half ago. You know, we planned, for everybody that's For the listened, record,
0: I did say New York City. Hey, let's right. do one. But Slept.
1: But, like, we've, we've tried this Slept 20 times. we or bucked off. We've legit, yeah, yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bucked off, and he's like, <laughs> eh, I don't want to talk to that guy.
1: Um, I don't blame you. It was a rough night. We planned this, and you and Haley were going to be the first guests.
0: What was this Calgary, I think?
1: No, uh, maybe. But it's been over a year ago. We've tried. We we've tried to do this for over I think a it was year. 2018. Cal. There, we've had a couple of events like this where we're like, we're going to do it tonight. We even got on Instagram Live and we'd be like, hey, send in your questions. We're going to do this tonight. We went to Utah. We were at Brandon Bates' house in Salt Lake. We were going to do it that night, and either one of us passes out because you know it's nine o'clock at night. We <laughs> yeah. need to go to bed. Or old dive. man. We we're, really. He just called us an old man. And for those of you that are just listening, Cody Webster is sporting the Cody Lambert starter kit with the thirteen MWZ. Well, that's not no,
0: as bad what he had on. E- that's not as bad as what he had on earlier.
1: The Ty Murray starter yeah, kit. Yeah, he the had brown a pants. pair of
0: fishing pants on. <laughs> <laughs> ready to put them hooks in the sides with all his cargo shorts, and you gotta
1: be uh, ready to you know, roll. roll. <laughs> yeah You got to be ready for anything in in a place like Chicago.
2: That's no joke.
1: Yeah, I mean that's legit, actually.
2: It was freaking devastating walking out here with Megan, trying to make it to the car. It's cold. It's rainy. She said today the wind blows from the side,
1: as opposed to up and down, apparently. I don't know. (laughs) It's
0: like Forrest Gump. When the rain came from up, down, it even came from whatever he
1: said. I don't know. Have you... You've even watched Forrest Gump?
0: It's like my favorite movie.
1: Is it really? Because that's one of the questions I was going Some of my
0: top favorite movies are like old school movies, like uh rain man the rain man really Rainmaker is that the one
1: is rain man the one that has like matt damon
0: the in really it? smart guy no matt damon is in uh Rainmaker.
1: i don't i don't know rain, rain don't man know. is I, where I uh either.
0: it's tom cruise with his brother that's autistic and yeah, it's so yeah, smart yeah, counts yeah. cards that's like, rain super man super smart Rainmaker is with uh counts card counts toothpicks both okay. <laughs> but he uses them to count it. cards and makes money so rainmaker is the one with Matt Damon and he uh defends it's his first trial first whatever in court and uh he defends that guy that kid that had bone marrow transplant needed that or whatever and uh he ends up winning true story I'm gonna have to watch it I've it's never, so I'm good never, I made Haley watch it other either. night. All uh, right, let's just quit this now. Matt West has never seen Die Hard. We're gonna watch Die Hard quick, and we will be right back.
2: And he's also never seen The Lion King. I haven't seen The Lion King. What
0: do you watch when you're at home? Uh, I
2: watch real <laughs> stuff, like like WWE. I the watch WWE. real stuff. Yeah, the WWE. <laughs> yeah. WWE. Speaking of, <laughs> I seen I seen some wrestling on the TV though night. <laughs> and it was the worst <laughs> wrestling. It was like Ring of... You did. The Ring of, uh, Ring of Honor. Ring, Ring of, of Honor. Honor. Like, these guys are horrible. Look, you gotta we understand. We could have a match right here and it look better than that Ring of Honor stuff. But you've gotta understand. Uh, at least the know? guys on WWE can fake it a little better. What What is there to fake? So this wrestling. guy
0: asked me last night, so why are you flying out later? Well, I'm I'm waiting around for my wrestling mat to get here from my workout shed. The cargo truck, freight truck was bringing Because you're
1: into that. You're into the fake wrestling. No, like the, the college <laughs> and the olympic stuff the fake stuff yeah, yeah. The, the
0: ones that are in the olympics yeah. they do and he he goes oh you're wrestling mat huh yeah yes my wrestling mat where was it?
1: at the airport i
0: yeah. was waiting around at home for the freight truck to show up oh
2: off. yeah it's pretty cool wrestling, wrestling mat, mat though yeah because it's it's fully custom why why is it that every time you're at the airport that like just anything just like sets you off me, like, I can't like him, in I don't know why, or like, all of us in general. Like, it's all not of just
1: us. the airport for me, yeah, it's basically everywhere. I it's know, like, like,
0: so many people there at one point. It's, it's people, my worst. Place. I don't get to control the flight.
1: Do you wear headphones in the airport? Yes, I constantly wear headphones and I refuse to go to the earbuds because the earbuds are so hard to see for a lot of people, and they don't like. I'm one of those guys, like, I want. The cable hanging down in front of me, where everybody sees that I'm wearing headphones. I'm just cheap, so I just wear the <laughs> now AirPods well, guy. That too. No, I'm not an AirPods guy. I want people to know that I have headphones in.
0: Yeah, I got the biggest Beats they can make. That actually, that's <laughs> make damn sure people. Like, don't talk I hate to me. working
2: out in the big headphones. So, but I want to start doing. it. do you it. do you have like a hat can that you travel around with, like Matt West or? No?
0: <laughs> I don't have a hat, but he has his own box that throw me hauled around. He's got a it. hat can also.
2: I, I've had, had, had a hat on, like, can like the last purse. couple of weeks, but he uh, does,
0: he has that box that the PBR hauled around for him that keeps all its stuff in there.
1: So it's empty right now, but shows you how durable the old Best Hat Store hat can is. You know
2: why? You he look does. like a chick <laughs> rolling around with that purse. For I was gonna hat.
1: say because my girlfriend likes to take her American hat with her everywhere we go now, and so no, she wears know. hers. Shut up, Cody. Look when you when you, when you're a hat guy like. I have a couple. I want to take more than one.
0: You want you bring multiple hats on a weekend.
1: Uh, I did to New York and shit. New York, City. Oh, I did to New York. Oregon. I'm leaving the black one because I do have a case I bet that Megan, goes everywhere.
0: I bet Megan didn't bring
2: two hats. No, she only has one hat. Yeah. She's like a cowgirl. Cowgirl. So
1: anyways, <laughs> I don't know when this became the Megan Now podcast, but whatever.
0: She only wears one hat that became the Megan Now podcast. You want to know? Here.
1: Here's what we're going to do the rest of the podcast. Oh, man. That's some web gear right
2: there. (laughs) You know what's funny is... uh, That's a lot better. The kid that won the the bullfight tonight... But don't fight bulls in it. Uh, Why? Dekevis can do front flips over bulls. You (laughs) might be on the fence. Yeah,
1: I'll I'll never fight bulls. Okay. Especially in this hat. How about that, though? I mean, the the kid that wins
2: the bullfights tonight sporting a little... Wearing a web cap, dude. It was awesome. I'm buying a picture, by the way. How cool is that? It was cool.
1: Like, I mean, it's cool. He almost didn't wear it. He's going to wear a Dale Brisby calf. I was like, "Uh uh-uh. Wait a minute. If you don't wear Cody Webster hats while you're fighting bulls, you ain't no cowboy.
2: You ain't no cowboy, Uh -uh. son. Uh -uh.
1: No. No way.
0: Side note, though. If we're going to be serious, when he was fighting that bull, and all of a sudden, he's flipping through the air over this bull,
1: and stuck the thing.
0: I, I did shit my pants. I was, <laughs> I was like, okay, what just happened now? Wait a minute. This you're guy getting
2: ready. Front, oh, over like, a from boat. where I was at, he was on the other side of the cage. So all I could see is him running, and then I seen his feet, and then I seen his head. And I was like, well, he landed it. Okay, for Unless those of stuck. you
1: watching on YouTube, he's like right here, actually. Yeah. So we, we've got kind of a studio audience here. But uh dude, it was crazy because I mean he honestly made it look really, really easy. And that ground was not fun. To walk in, he's he's decent. He's all right. He's sitting over here. He's got the big head. It's okay. Um, but it it, it honestly, it's cool to see. Like, it's cool for me to see your brand starting to pop up, like it's in really just the most neat, random man. places.
2: It's uh, it's really exploded. Like I know as far as like all the orders coming in, yeah. merch going out. But I think the biggest, coolest thing that happened was at the NFR this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just out signing so many autographs and different things and appearances that how many parents come up with like, Hey man, we just love what you're doing. You know, our six year old just watches your YouTube channel 24 seven. And I can't tell you how many people come up talking about the the YouTube channel. So
1: I think that's so important. And, and we've talked about this. We've touched on this in a lot of these episodes of the podcast, but I I really do think that's what Western sports, I think that's what a lot of our athletes are missing the boat on. They don't understand the importance of a YouTube channel. They don't understand under the importance. Brand. You know, I mean like this podcast. You know, there, there's a lot of people in our world that still make fun of the podcast, but it's like when you start looking at the numbers and you start seeing the people that are, are paying close attention to it. And starting to learn more about these athletes. Like, like okay, so when we start talking about you and Haley getting married here a little bit and start learning more about your life behind the scenes, then that it makes a, an emotional attachment yeah. for to, people.
0: To me, no one gets to see the side of you that's just sitting around BSing. Yeah. Like, never. Like, like, like the, the real PBR, stuff. Like, the PBR, you never get to see that side it's all interviews like right after you ride or before you ride yep. so you're in your, you're in the game zone yep. it's not like you're sitting around after the bull riding and just hanging out with friend, friends and bs like
1: this i mean yeah. we're all crammed into a couch right?
0: exactly i mean we're just well we
1: wouldn't be but
2: someone takes up a lot of the couch so
1: that's fine that's why it's the matt west now podcast
2: right it's, i take the biggest portion of the couch okay touch, uh, touching on like the whole youtube deal though like, yeah I think is like Does I was really, really shamelessly promote your YouTube channel. When I was a kid, that like I had a rodeo bloopers tape, yep. and then a documentary on bullfighting, yep. and like that's what I watched every day when I was a kid. We well, had kids nowadays. Of tapes. Think, yeah, exactly, and that's what it was. And they wore out. But uh, like I think as far as like being able to do what we're doing on a platform to where young kids, six year olds, five year olds, just everybody can kids. That. I mean can. Rodeo and bull riding has given me everything that I've got. So like, if I can pass that on, that's where it's at. One of my best friends just sent me a snap a little bit ago, and it was one of his sons.
1: And he's like, I think he's three, and he had a phone, and he was on YouTube, and he was watching a video, and it had me in it. And it was a video I had never seen, but it was me doing an interview, and then it was you doing an interview. We had done it, apparently, like, two years ago in New York Stock City. Stock
0: Exchange. I know what one you're talking really? about. Yep. I I had never seen it, but... That video has something crazy now, like it's two million It's stupid numbers, views. apparently, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's I know crazy. exactly. What and it, it was about. just, like, like, honestly, it was us getting to do some really cool things, but it was kind of just hanging out and talking about the sport. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he showed me a, a video of his little bitty boy watching it earlier. They're they're drawn to it, you know, so early. I I do that thing with Derek Kolbauer. I used to do that thing with Derek Kolbauer where I'd be like, oh, loses a handle or, you know, the, the old school rodeo voice that we would do a, a little bit. Hell, that's how I learned to announce. You know, I watched hundreds of VHS tapes of old that's school That's just because you're old, though. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> How old are you? 21. 22. 22. And how long you been married? <laughs> um
0: How long now, you been 3 dip months and zen is a question. Um
1: So, hang on. Time out. Month. 3 months? How how long you been married? About 3 months, I think. About 3 months. Um And, and later you got to count them. 4 Are right, do you doing change? It'll be four your answer? in about 2 weeks. Okay. So you know your anniversary. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. It's, it's printed
0: um, on the boots I wear. So, wait, what? It's not on these ones, but just because I came from the came from working at home and whatnot, so I didn't throw on my nice boots. But Lou Casey made us a pair of boots for the wedding me really. Me a pair and Haley a pair. It's got our date, it's got our name on the pole straps, and it's got the Lockwoods on the front of it. It's got the date we got married on the back. So I, think I, I should a never trouble, forget But it has the date. That's cool. That's
1: really cool actually. Yeah. Um have you farted in front of her yet? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just, just checking. That's 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 like my icebreaker on a lot of these podcasts. Is like, how long does it take? Like, how long did it take before you farted in front of her?
2: Okay. Uh, this four is months. Out of hand.
1: Four months. It took four months. Okay.
0: Like we're married now. Who I I, I don't care.
1: Right. It's it's like, it's fair
0: explicit. game. Listen, I'll shit with the door. What, open. what about what about sin? <laughs> <Zen?
2: laughs> Hey, <laughs> he's stuck on this. I don't know. I don't, I don't want know. to talk about what y'all are talking about. Why do you get embarrassed, Easy? No, it's just I don't yes, care to us yes. Don't let him fool you.
1: He does. Um, he's feeling awkward right it's, now. It's funny because it's all right. Don't. <laughs> Megan was talking earlier um, about like you guys getting together, and it's really funny because I was there when this little video was made. Yes. Um, and I think the question I asked you was. Let, let's just reenact it right now. Describe the perfect woman for you.
0: No, you said dream girl. I oh, have the yeah, video yeah, yeah, on yeah.
2: my phone.
1: Do you really? Yeah, and uh, I said describe your dream girl.
0: And uh, I said describe my dream girl. And then I put the, that Instagram handle out there, you know, because that's how that's yeah. how the world works nowadays. Right. Social and media. I obviously. said describe my dream girl at Haley Kinzel.
1: And you said at Haley Kenzel. Yeah.
0: And, and you then guys they had never never spoke out. before that. I, I DM'd her, remember? I, I tried oh, yeah. talking to her. So <laughs> and, she, in them DM'd. Yeah, and she and she shut me down. So
1: that's so funny because like you put that video or you put that out there into the world. You guys weren't dating. You weren't talking. No. Nothing. We didn't start talking
0: until about a week after that, like I think. Like the
1: American, right? Uh or pretty close Oklahoma to the Oklahoma
0: City. So I think it was the event after that. Because that was Sacramento and Oklahoma City's after that.
1: That is so funny to me. And
0: one of my buddies, like a mutual friend between us, gave yeah. me her number, and I'm sure she's like, "Oh God, this guy's just giving away my number." How'd it go? It. I honestly, honestly this time, it good. Yeah, well, I honestly, mean, yeah, it, obviously. The, yeah, the, the, but. the next time, I was nervous. I'm like, I already shot my shot, and she shot me down. Right. So I'm just gonna. Wait. I'm gonna do the guy thing, and I'm gonna wait it out and see if she did. She text read me the DM? first. Yeah. She. She replied to it. She replied to it. But the way she replied it was like not pretty much like uh, yeah okay, thank you. bye It was just it was like a no conversation starter type message. That's it yeah
1: just I was like well, big old roadblock
0: yep i that's done
1: that's over nice but then you uh, you went to the American and that worked out all right.
0: yeah, that worked out and I remember you telling me that day <laughs> we, I can't did we walk past each other or did you text me? I don't remember and he told me he said, uh, don't What you you said something don't like don't get caught up be focused today and win this thing Yeah, and I said oh don't you worry I ain't falling off yeah, I, in front I,
1: yeah, of I said don't get distracted or, or something yeah. like that I was like you know today's a big day don't get too distracted or whatever yeah. but have fun <laughs> and, and I remember like that have fun you're like yeah don't worry I was like okay um, I'm not going to say who, but one of your parents was like, I just don't know. I don't know if he's got his head in his game.
0: Well, I can already know who that is. <laughs>
1: and I said... I said Ed doesn't talk. I said, "I said, let me tell you something, Mom. I think he's doing all right today. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, night. that worked out all right, huh?
0: It worked out all right.
1: Not a bad day. No. Um, You both won your second world title in the last couple of months. That's crazy.
0: Jeremy Walker just asked him. She's got me beat, though. Why? He's like, well, she did it back to back. What the hell have you
1: done? Ooh. So so now you gotta try to do it. You gotta I, try to did, get the third. And, just get
0: that third, that fourth, maybe the year after, and then retire. Haul her around. You know, be between her.
1: between you, me and Haley, we've got four world titles together. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, this is gonna be the worst podcast in the history of podcasts. <laughs> it's okay though. Um you are gonna love it. No, but I I feel like you get caught up. As much being a cheerleader for her as you do in your own sport, trying to win.
0: Someone did an interview with me at the NFR and asked me, watching Haley and like watching my brother compete, watch my aunt compete at the NFR. They said, How aunt? do you. <laughs> or that aunt. drives
1: me nuts. An it's, aunt. Like, we're from Oklahoma, so we say aunt, right? It has a and U in aunt.
0: it. If it was aunt, it'd be A N T. An aunt? A U N T is
1: aunt. Okay. Okay. Aunt. Okay. How do you say this word? G A L A. Because I would say gala.
0: Would you say G
1: A L A? Gala. I would say gala. Well, what did you say? A gala. Gala. It's a gala. Nobody's ever said gala never in the said history gala of the world. Or aunt.
0: What do you say? I'm going to
1: an art gala. gala? No, I'm going an to an art gala. That's a gallery. Like a gala, like a <laughs> fancy ballroom, like. You know, hey, I'm going to this this gala. You're talking about a gallery. I'm going to. No, a g- I'm
0: not. I'm. T- I know what I'm talking about. Like they have the big, yeah, the big fancy. Deal. Yeah,
1: like where everybody dresses up. Like I call, it, call a gala. it a gala. I call it a gala. A lot of people call it a gala. Uh, I had a big argument here a couple of weeks ago with the girl, um, the thing, and the thing says it's gala which i argued cuz that's the first time i'd ever heard anybody call it gala and i said people from the south you know normal people call it gala people that are trying to like church it up and pretend they're fancier than they are call it a gala and people that are drowning say gala, 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 gala. i mean that's how i i think I all
0: know. we can agree on at this point is that the in- english Language is just not right. It is. So neither it. Is-
1: okay, so anyways, they're, they're asking you about, you know, Side the wife, the brother, the aunt, Like, how the hell did we go down that hill? <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, the interview. With they the they asked
0: part. me about it, and I said, I get so damn nervous watching others compete, yeah. like, especially close to me, right. that I can't do nothing Watching them, at least when I'm riding, I, and I'm sure they get crazy nervous as well. We're riding bulls, for God's sake. Yeah. But I'm I'm in control when I'm riding, so I can affect the outcome. When they're running barrels or when my brother's riding bulls, you can jump up and down, go side to side, freak out all you want. It's not going to affect what's going on right then.
1: You know, so you just feel helpless. Yeah, it, it's funny you say that because like, I notice now, um, especially the older I get, like when I'm working – if, if I'm an announcing an event, like, I don't get too terribly caught up in everything. But if I'm there just being a fan, like, I catch myself, you know, being a little bit more invested for something. Like, I, I, and I don't know how that works. Well, yeah. You got
0: a job like, to do I've right seen, then, so you can, you, you've done it yeah. thousands of times. So you're in the moment, you're announcing it, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean you're on the like, side, you can...
1: It's different. And move and like when LJ broke morning. his neck, LJ broke his neck twenty feet in front of me, and at that time, I'm like, okay, let's let's get him out of the arena, let's finish his show, let's get to the next guy, and then you know, we're sitting at the hospital that night, and I was like, holy crap, this dude broke his neck, like, mm-hmm. it, and it didn't sink in until afterwards. But I I think that it's different when you take yourself out of the equation, and, and then you're just watching. So do you get that way with like bullfighters, or like if you go to watch an event? Is it different for you than it is,
2: like, working? Oh, I mean, yeah. It's total two different spectrums. Okay. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, Jess said, I mean, there's nothing you can do. So, like.
0: Right. So, like, a side note on, I've always wondered, on your job, like, when someone's making a really good ride or when something's going bad, do you, do you kind of, in the moment, really know what's going on, or is it just reaction? Like, it is.
2: Really- uh, I mean, mainly just reaction. Like, you got to if you're thinking you're late because on my
0: ride on heartbreak kid i've watched it thousands of times i'm like i love when i watch when i re-watch stuff to look at people's reactions and i was like yeah i, wonder I, was, what Webb's I was doing during that. that and he well, just the thing is and though he, is
2: like everybody was doubting you in the locker room they're like Well, oh, really picked him picked him this time or whatever it might have been the second time i guess in nampa yeah and that's when you were there well i i mean it you know it whatever got lucky whatever you want to say i was like no it ain't luck like he's fixing to strap him again and sure enough i know but i
0: watching that video and i'm like i'm waiting for you to smile or something this guy is straight faced the whole time i'm riding him and i get off and his reaction going down i know that's what i'm saying like you you don't know you don't get to soak it in when you're watching it really on the floor you're just in the moment like on something happens you're ready to jump in
2: you're on edge definitely do
1: you feel like I mean? Do you feel like you you catch people starting to doubt you? You know, he said, yeah. The people in the locker room were like, yeah, he did it the last time, but it's not going to happen this time. Do do you ever feel that, or do you ever catch that? What I hate
2: about it is people want you to fail more than I don't they really want you to with anybody
1: succeed. It's horrible. Like, and I don't care what it is in anything in life, even if they're your competitor. Like, you should want everybody to. Like you want, want to do your best, yeah. But you it's just like want, you and Jose.
0: Yeah, you should want everyone to do their best. Because, say if I, someone steps out there and they're ninety three right before I was ninety four on Heartbreak Kid. Like, sweet, I just topped a bull ride that was that good. Right. If so, if everyone bucks off and I was the only one to ride in that situation, like, okay, you're the only one to ride. Whoop de do.
1: I've heard this question in a lot of different scenarios that are very similar. But when it comes down, and it was you and Jose, and even now to start off this season, you and Jose will close out the first night of every show. If he rides, do you pay attention to that, or are you so focused on what you're doing? So pretty much
0: right before I go, he's going. Right. And in that time frame, I'm <clears throat> I'm usually in the shoot getting ready, so I'm not really watching him. But You're in the a, zone. Yeah, exactly. You're in the zone, and you don't get to soak it in, but... I love getting home from the weekends and putting it up on the D V R and yeah. watching it back. It's like, oh cool, I can watch him go now and then watch how I reacted or vice versa.
1: Tell me about and and it's to me it's turned into one of those moments that like I think is going to forever be etched in everybody's memory. I think it's forever gonna be etched into one of those historical moments in the sport. And that is when he bucks off on championship Sunday, he comes over and he climbs up on the gate and shakes your hand and congratulates you. Like now that you've had time to sit back, think about that. That was really neat to me. That's the most incredible thing I've ever seen by an athlete. It was like, seriously to this day, it still gives me goosebumps. I mean, it gives me chills to think he's a class. He can be that classy. What is that like for you now?
0: I'll, I'll tell you straight up he's a 10 time bigger man than i am i yeah. if it would have been reversed I'd, I'd call me a cry baby all you want i would have been so raging pissed i would have gone down that hallway and not wanted to talk to anyone for the next week but don't for you him think to that's get up why on, we're
1: all big fans of him
0: exactly he gets up on the shoot and shakes my hand and says you deserve it congratulations for him to do that in that moment is it just shows what type of guy he is? Did
1: you think at that moment that he was coming up to punch you in the face? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was sitting up there and I seen him walking him away. I'm like, oh shit, what's gonna happen now? We're gonna have a wrestling match for this world title out. <laughs> you on better the hope floor? not. Yeah, no, because
1: he's a tough little. Gosh,
0: damn, he's a stout little guy. Man,
1: he's tough. Like he's so good though. But it was so fun to watch you both just kind of continue to raise your game. You know, especially when we got to Vegas. But uh, again, I just, I mean, there's so much talk about. Oh well, it's gonna be this guy, or it's gonna be that guy. At that at that moment, who cares? Because yeah. that was something that I like. I wish we could see more of.
0: I can remember. Uh, it was my sophomore. I was starting my sophomore year mm-hmm. of high school when JB and Silvano in twenty thirteen were mm-hmm. battling it out, and we were out at my buddy's place, and uh, we were watching it. And I can just remember like. Freaking out like, all right, JB's up. Come on, let's go, JB. And I'm a sophomore in high school. It's not like I'm a little eight year old kid, right? And to look back and think at that, and think now kids are watching me and Jose do the same thing. It it's things Unreal, like that you man. don't really get to soak in, and you don't even think about until you you just sit back some days and you're.
1: But now you're in a locker room with those guys you were watching,
0: and that's the craziest thing to me. It's that that happened whatever seven years oh god that's seven years ago now that's crazy it's crazy but yeah. uh it doesn't seem like that long ago and now i'm in the locker room with them and i with
1: them. i was talking to flint earlier today and it was um it, it was crazy because i talked about being a fan and i did my first pbr i think in 2007 and i was so over the moon because i got to work with flint I got to work with Bates. I got to work with Chuck Lopeman. And all these guys were guys that I just thought were the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then I got to I got to introduce Rob Smits. I got to introduce Joe Bumgardner. And now to think that, you know, I did the Ride Pass thing. Now I'm back in the arena. Like, Like, it's not just the people that I was a fan of. Like, those are my buddies now.
0: It's funny. So that same year of high school I had an art class with the buddy that of mine that lives with me and takes care of my ranch in Montana when I'm gone and uh, he's a bullfighter and he goes you know this you seen this Cody Webster kid Yeah I'm like I've heard that name but I haven't really watched much of him yet and so we just pull in our art class we we dicked around for the record we didn't do we didn't do much in art class and we he would pull up these videos that Cody had in the practice pan and all these videos he'd make on his YouTube mm-hmm. and whatnot. And we'd watch them and we're like, Oh man, this guy's a badass And now, and now I'm rooming with now, him yeah. and call him Peckerhead by name. Well, so, now you're sitting on a couch. <laughs> with... so never did. I think at that moment in life, oh, I'm going to room with this guy in seven, six, seven years. And he's going to be one of my closest friends.
1: Do you ever think that you'd be in the conversations that, that people are having about you right now?
2: Well, it's like, I don't know. Like, I guess where it hits me really hard is like at home. Like, Wayne's a tiny, tiny town. I mean, we have a stop sign, no stop lights. It's, you know, we go into the store or whatever, and like all the old men, like mm-hmm. now I'm becoming like a, uh, I guess, somebody in the town, you know, and like to have like, it's still weird for me. Like, I'm like, I'm not a mm-hmm. big, big time guy or whatever, you know, I'm just still, I still feel like a kid chasing a dream, you know, like I still work out 24 seven. I still want to fight my cows at the house. And it's, it's the same desire I had when I was starting and like to realize where I've been and what I've got to do. And is you it know. for me, I I've
1: always clung to being from Delaware, Oklahoma. Like that's, that's always been huge to me. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I've am i been to Wayne a few times. I've been to the Webster residence. Um, I love saying from Wayne, Oklahoma, because it's not a city you hear about a, a lot. Volberg.
0: I think it's a big thing. Like us three coming from such a small town, yeah. it's so much different than growing up in big cities to where you may graduate with four or 500 people in your class. I graduated, well, I didn't graduate with them, but. Uh, In my class, there was twenty six people, and we were the biggest one in the high school. And I think coming, like all of us coming from the small towns, Mm -hmm. it makes us into who we are now. You come from a big town, it's like you don't know anybody, you don't know everybody there. We can pretty much tell you everyone from the hometown where we live in.
2: How it's still so awkward though, like when you, like you starstruck people, you know, like you're out and about, and I mean, I've took pictures with kids that like literally were just shaking because they're they're getting to take a picture with me, and it's like, dude, I'm crazy. I'm the same kid. Look. It's mind blowing. Wayne's a couple hundred people, yeah, right? Not many. Uh, Volberg, how big is that? A <laughs> couple hundred? Volberg's so like,
0: like, I bet 16, 18, 20 people out as their address. Yeah, Volberg's just tiny. a post office. Where right. I went to school was broadest, and it's 700
1: people. 700. That's, you know, I'm Delaware. It's 300 people. You know, we're talking about less than 1,000 people, maybe 1,000 between all three of our towns. Guys, we just went to Madison Square Garden. We went to the most That's famous arena in sports. We've been to New York City. We're in Chicago now. Uh, we've all done AT and T Stadium. We've done Vegas, and like people don't understand when when people come up. I don't get it on the scale that you guys get it, but the few people that come up and they're like, "Hey, can we take a picture?" Every time I'm like, "Why?" Like I don't get it. Why? Why would you do that? Like.
2: Um, and I hope that's something we don't ever lose. We, I, nobody know, on things. this couch is ever going to lose it. You can. You because can. Because if anybody on this point. couch loses it, then the other two can beat shit out <laughs> of it. Fighting. We're fighting. We're fighting.
1: That's that's what Because that's what's great about this sport. And I know that people out there hate the term Western sports, but that's what's great about the majority of Western sports is because the people that are successful in this industry are the people that always maintain that level of being humble, no matter what. Whether you win two world titles, five most world of our titles.
0: mamas, if we aren't, will whip our asses.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said for that, or a wife at home that'll put yeah. you in your place, or you know, a thing running around that'll put you in your place. Right? There's always somebody that'll humble Smash you. Smash is mean, is she really? I, why? E- elaborate. I'm just gonna sit over here. You elaborate. Why? Because <laughs> here we tough. go. We
2: should, but we I will not fight not back. Anything. I won't. I won't fight my wife. Well, I mean well, that's I'm good to be a wife. <laughs> like you no, it right. don't matter what you say. I'm not wrestling. I'm I'm not. No, well, yeah, I'm yeah. a good guy. Yeah. We're all good guys.
1: Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, I I took back from like some of the Q and A things that we've done in the past where we've said we're going to do this podcast tonight. What What do you guys want to know? I know friends was a big thing for you for a while.
0: I still love friends. Is it is it, you, it still on top of the me list? Off, they took it off Netflix. HBO bought the rights for that. So it's on HBO their app HBO or whatever. It is. Oh man, yeah.
2: you talk about a bad day.
0: You talk about it. So, I've resorted <laughs> I've resorted to watching The Office over and over again.
1: So, you didn't cancel your Netflix subscription.
0: No, not because solely because The Ranch part 8 comes out in 2 weeks.
1: Is that that's the one with Ashton Kutcher?
2: Yep. Sam so, any We've been all over the board. We've been Queen of the South, Hell on Wheels. I mean, just... I've never been a Netflixer, and like, here we go, Mindhunter. You getting there? You're into it now, huh? Yeah, it's bad. Everybody keeps (laughs) talking about Mindhunter. It's legit, huh? It's scary.
1: If
0: we're going to be honest, I don't know any three of the shows you just named. Oh,
1: really? I've heard a lot about Mindhunter. But you know what I'm into right now? Dateline. Dateline is...
2: Man, like that's where it's
0: at. Yeah,
1: like Dateline has kind da- of consumed... my dad's
0: into that uh, stuff. And today, really? I got to
2: touch on this today though, because today in Chicago was really awesome. A, we didn't get our bed till one o'clock. <laughs> yeah. B, rush hour one and two came on. But where I draw the line is Tommy Boy was playing at the same time. My three favorite movies. What do you do? I watched Rush we Hour watched 1 and Rush 2. Hour. Okay, all right. He
0: uh, called Jesse in the living So these hotels, we're in, it has a living room this weekend and a bedroom colton jesse watched tommy boy in the living room and, and me and web <laughs> we laughed colton jesse's time. so tall
1: and skinny he could have sat in the bedroom and still stuck his head around the corner <laughs> yeah. and walks in the living it's room no joke
0: back and forth
2: I mean,
1: he's a funny wiry little guy people don't okay that's that's another thing back to like things like this people don't realize how funny colton jesse is he can be pretty funny
2: dude he cracks me up <laughs>
1: You're yeah. like, nope, me ain't that funny.
0: <laughs> no, realistically, you don't know the guy until you're around him because he's so quiet. He don't talk. He don't speak unless spoken to. So when you get him out of his little box or whatever, yeah. he's a funny guy. He he can't. He there's really so many is.
1: of the. There's so many big personalities in that locker room that that I hate it because so many people don't get to see it or I feel like I I said it for years. People would be begging for Chase Outlaw shirts if they got to visit with him for like five minutes. And Chicago is the place where I still believe it's the greatest opening segment of any sports show ever. Because we were doing Ride Pass last year here in Chicago. And me and I think it was J Dub, might have been Colby, but uh we start the show and you know what? With was
2: the wood in this.
1: Yeah. No, that was Tacoma. No, no, it was here. It was here in Chicago. We kick it over. You know, Chase Outlaw standing by with Kate Harrison, and Chase is looking straight up at the ceiling, and Kate says, you know what? I've I've got a bunch of questions I was going to ask you, but um, Chase, what are you looking at? And he goes, there's a lot of damn one-bys up in that ceiling. I'm just wondering why they didn't use two-by-twelves. And the whole interview just goes completely <laughs> off the rail, and that 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 consumed the whole interview. But it's like that was a real moment where, like, Chase had these things going through his head, and it was like, you know what? Forget about statistics. Forget about. Let's see what this guy is. Re- but that's him. Like, he's a character, man. Oh
0: gosh, I wish, I wish people could spend five. <laughs> all you need is five minutes with Jay's out oh. to understand what he's like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cuz he's le- he'll let you know real quick like he's not he's not one of those guys like Colton Jesse where you got to kind of get him out of his box. No. You no. spend 5 minutes with him, he's going to let you know exactly I, what he's like around everyone else.
1: I would say you got to say hi to him, but you don't even have to say hi to him. Cuz if if he gets within if you get within his bubble, you're in, man. And, and you're going to leave there an outlaw fan. I I I really do believe that. And that's that that's what I love about things like this is because you get to see, you know, Real real people. Um real life. What are you gonna do after bullfighting?
2: Oh man. That's I know. Scary. Let's let's go <laughs> straight from Netflix binge watching to that's real life. Real life stuff. That's scary. I I don't, I don't know. I was talking about it tonight. Somebody is like, Man, with like, oh, it was Matt sharpings who it was? I was like, What are you doing? He's Another like, great guy, by the way. Great, great guy. Matt Sharpin, Phenom Genetics. Yep. Uh he's like, Man, how, how cool is this like we don't have a real job and i was like dude if i had to get a real job i would be worthless <laughs> <laughs> like thank god he created me to be a, a bullfighter and get to do what i get to do because i don't know dude i'm worthless i can't like i honestly i had a real job when i
1: started doing all this and man i can't imagine not being here in some capacity what about you
0: I mean, after Buller, I know go back home and ranch on the home ranch and everything, but uh,
1: Montana, yeah,
0: Montana. Um, we'll keep the place down in Texas, go back and forth as long as we can, but uh, hopefully, I would love to have a CBS job like Ty Murray, Justin McBride, those guys, and commentate.
1: We've talked about that a lot, yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, it's tough to get that job with those guys that have it right now, but uh, hopefully, I can just do good enough in my career that they're wanting me to do something like that
1: but you also you understand the importance of it and like you've done the pr work
2: you've asked for the time brand yeah exactly
0: and that's the thing is forever if they ask me hey can we use you for this uh, cbs interview i've never said like no no i don't want to do it because i know if i help them out and be the best to deal with that i can that they're gonna look at me later and be like well He's been easy to deal with, uh-huh. and he can talk well because he's done it so much. Right. Stuff like that. Webster,
1: same thing on Ride Pass, you know. We get to spend a lot of time working together and you doing more commentating, and I don't know if it's something you were extremely comfortable with in the beginning, but, man, by the end of the season, like, damn, you were good at it.
2: Yeah, it, it was getting good, man. It was cool. And, like, I mean, like say, like, It's not something that I just really want to go out and do, but at the same time, if it's something that will allow me to have something to go do when my career is done, uh, I'm still going to ranch, still going to do bull schools, still be around, but like Jess said, if you can get into a gig like this where you can still be home during a week and, and still be able to be around the camaraderie of it, you know, I think... That's where I want to end but up, but it's
1: and, and it's not just because it's a good career or you can make money doing it. Like I, we, I think we all share the same passion when it comes to we're getting to tell people about this sport. We're getting to tell people about the people in this sport. Like, and, and to me, that's the best part of my job. Like, I I, I have a great career, um, do decent, you know, financially, but. The best part for me is to be able to tell the stories of the guys in the locker room, and and I can see, you know, when when you see a guy having a bad day and he jumps up and has a good ride, and you can tell that to the broadcast, you can say, you know what he he was ha- he was struggling with this or whatever, but he finally came out of it. Like that's the best part of this whole deal. Yeah, that's the cool stuff. Um, I was gonna look at my phone because I had some notes, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, if you had to do another sport, what would it be? <laughs> Stumped him, just nothing.
0: I know my answer, I and I started it. laughing because I know how he's going to say it. Why?
1: What? Oh, if I didn't have wrestling. Beer,
0: I would have went into college And wrestling, but but
2: I mean, there is some of that wrestling.
1: Yeah. Uh, w- was that anything you ever thought about
2: doing, like college? Um, yeah. I wanted nothing to do with wrestling.
0: <laughs> like, it's it crossed my your mind knee that just popped. Yeah. It crossed my mind growing up Gross. because there was one or two years I went to a lot of national tournaments when I was younger and uh, and then into high school, high school wrestling started on and whatnot and uh, I did good. But then bull riding, it was just kind of figured out like, well, I'm good at it. I'm going to take it to what it's worth. Do
1: you remember when you thought I was some badass wrestler? Yeah, I hate that story. I love it, because it was what, you, me, and Cooper. Cooper. We were all in the uh, Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah, we were in Sacramento. We were in the little hotel gym, and this guy comes up, and he starts kind of slapping me in the head, and I said, you don't want to do that. He said, why? And I don't remember the exact verbatim how the conversation went. Long story short, he said something to the effect of he was a state champion wrestler, and I said, how many times and he said once i said just once oh did you wrestle i said yeah i was three-time state champ would have won my freshman year but i broke my leg and he goes shut up where'd you wrestle and i said perry oklahoma and then he bought it
0: (laughs) yeah that's like the
1: (laughs) the mecca the mecca
0: of wrestling there but uh so i look i kind of gave him that look like kind of looked at him i was like Fuck, this guy really knows what he's talking about. I ain't going to mess with him.
1: I couldn't fight my way out of a wet paper sack if I had to.
0: You had me convinced for a long time, though. A very Good. long still time. you still
1: have your Rey Mysterio mask? Me? Yeah. Uh, We actually purchased a new one this week in Chicago. Rey Mysterio? Not Rey Mysterio, just a, a random wrestling mask.
0: You get that, oh, I'm wow. going to go to the bathroom
1: real quick. Yeah, I mean, you just go right ahead. Here, make yourself an open. See, that's the real life that people don't get to see. And mm-hmm. and I don't know about this YouTube stuff because I'm typically the one that takes the bathroom break in the middle of the podcast. I don't know how this is going to work. Look at this. So who is this? It's just a, just a random ass wrestling mask that was $3 at Pro Wrestling Tees today. Oh, okay. We just accumulate little random stuff to hang around the gym. There, are the old uh, gym in No Water. West Fit. Uh... I've probably asked you on this on the podcast before, but you're still pretty young in this game. You're still pretty young in life. seven. seven, twenty seven. You're still pretty young. Um, who were a couple of the people that when you showed up and you started working, you were like, "Damn, that's that's so." I always think about the the in the eight seconds like. We're the same bull riding as the world champ. That's yeah. the champ. No, it, it's who true. Who do you have those moments with, or who have, uh, had those moments
2: biggest, with? I think my biggest one would probably be like Flint. Yeah, you know, like seeing Flint I hate all that, those but I'm years the same way. at the NFR and and different things, and then like I don't know. And We hit it off really well. Like I really like Flint, and he likes me, and uh, he really took me in to say. I mean, like there was a lot of people. Like you know, you show up and you're. Did he fall down? I don't know, but I think he just broke something in the bathroom. But like, you know, for a guy like Flint to take you in right away, I mean that that meant something to me. And uh as far as, you know, like Jess said, getting to see all these great bull riders that you know you've got to hear of and, and see for multiple years and then step right in there and, and be able to protect them guys, it was it's pretty mind blowing.
0: What about you? Hey, real quick on a side note, yeah. Uh were you the last person to go to the bathroom?
1: <laughs> probably not I don't know I think Why?
0: you were because you left the toilet seat up and I've been yelled at 10,000 times I never for leave that. the so, toilet seat so up.
1: so I, I put it down it, throwing you. it down I heard that yeah. <laughs> yeah did you put it down like all the way to the floor or just take <laughs> it off or what
0: well I wanted home like you got to push it all the way down so I'm kind of just used to it and I just kind of push it down it it went through Is the that floor. a real
1: thing? Like, you get yelled at for that? Oh,
0: hell yeah. That's something. <laughs> and, I, and I've and i always been good, because Mom mm. used to yell at me when I was young. And uh, so I always put it down. Sometimes, you know, you get up in the middle of the night, and you go to the bathroom. It's like 3 in the morning. You're, you're so tired, yeah, yeah. You go to the bathroom, and you instinctively put it up, but you don't instinctively put it down. <laughs> and I wake up in the morning. Gosh damn it, Jess, the toilet seat's up ah uh, sorry I must have been going to the bathroom in the middle of the night
1: that's real life stuff right there do mm-hmm. you ever get yelled at for something like what what would uh, smash no com- yell at you for
2: no comment what do you mean See, no comment? He's
0: just awkward about it just loosen up buddy
1: hey do me a favor Don't <laughs> Thanks, do that pal. <laughs> what I mean what what does she yell at you about
2: uh
1: a lot the other day I
0: get yelled at daily. <laughs> It's just part of being married, I've figured out at this point. <laughs> it is, yeah. So the other day, so before I work out, I always have a snack or something. We had bananas and peanut butter, like best pre workout ever. Mm-hmm. And I take a spoon, slice off banana, scoop it up with some peanut butter, eat it, kinda lick it off, set it there. I'm gonna eat the rest when I come back in from working out. I'm not outside doing something for five minutes. And all I hear is, gosh damn it, Jess, there's peanut butter on this spoon. Well yeah, there's I'm gonna eat more when I get back. Well wash it off when you get when you get done with it, damn it. So, See
2: that I, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, so I'll get a coffee cup. I'll drink coffee, like I'll just rinse go, it out. Now. <laughs> uh, I'll rinse it go? out, I'll set it back in the clean deal. Like I guess if you just get my coffee cup, yeah, maybe I did use it, whatever, but like there's no I hate washing dishes and I wash dishes all the time for the note <laughs> and like i'm the same way so like i'll get a water cup so like if i'm just drinking water out of it so i'll put it back in the clean deal i'll cut something same. with a knife okay i'll wipe it off put it back exactly. in the clean deal you wipe
0: it off it's <laughs> like what yeah
2: and What's wrong, with it? wrong like i yep. sprinkle a little water like, on i'll there. use a towel same towel for months okay wait like, not me <laughs> when you shower Yes, that's for disgusting.
0: You're clean. You're clean when you are clean. You are clean. I don't use it for. I've I, I do the same thing. I don't use it for months, but I'll use the same towel for
1: well, three, four
0: days. But then, like by the fifth day, it's completely wet when you use it. So I you know, don't. You care. Don't I hang
1: don't... yours to air dry. He weighs eighty seven but... pounds. He's got plenty. He
2: can use it several times. Me, that's our biggest deal on the smash because really, like yeah, because like I mean, I, literally one time I went rodeoing all summer had one towel what you know that they sell those Strange. at like
1: target and walmart I know, and all those it's just places.
2: stupid but like you're clean when you get out of the shower you dry off you hang it up you let it okay. air dry you reuse it but okay
1: but by the second time you use it is it not still a little damp i never feel like i get completely no, you dry put, the you hang
2: it up to let it air dry you don't throw it off I- in a corner
1: if I shower 3 times in a day, I'm using 3 different towels and they're all going to be piled right there this on the floor. This is the floor.
2: same guy that carries a hat can through there.
1: <laughs> well, I want to say thanks to Cody Webster for being on this podcast for the last time. Uh, I yeah,
2: I can't. I mean, I
1: don't I don't have anything that I get yelled at for cuz I'm perfect when I'm at home. Right. Right. <laughs> Megan, do you Megan get on all, on all here? of a sudden the studio audience wants to chime in. No, I'm sure I have a few things. The towel thing drives me nuts. I can't, like, when we're at a hotel, the, oh, it drives me insane to go in, and there be two towels in the bathroom. Period. I can't do it because if, if there's what, why are you shaking your head at me? It's not a, it's not that out of the norm. Pretty boy, it? <laughs> oh, shut up, really, Mister Denim on Denim.
2: What? what about it? Why ain't it's you wearing cowboy. cowboy boots? It's Wrangler. You got a problem with Wrangler?
1: Absolutely not. Wrangler. I mean, what else is there? Exactly. Wrangler. <laughs> ain't nothing else. Mm-mm. At least we Explicit. all agree on that.
0: Huh? Explicit words to use for other clothing.
1: But at least you got jeans that'll actually fit you.
0: Because
1: you that's they, something yeah. you struggled with <laughs> yeah. in the past.
0: Yeah, my bull riding jeans, I, I self-hemmed them. So I didn't have to tie them. I, uh, I took the sides, folded them over, and sewed them. <laughs>
1: How is that even like? How's that even a thing? Because he's seventy pounds. <laughs> what do you weigh right now?
0: Hundred. Uh, I weighed like one hundred and twenty nine or something before I left home. Like when I ride on the weekends, I just call it one thirty.
1: Is that? I mean, is that where you want to be? Because I know. Yeah. For a while, you were really trying to get you know maybe to one thirty five. Is that right?
0: I tried it. You couldn't do and, it. Like I, I did it, but
2: I wasn't so you were stretching fat. and stuff. That's what you're and all. Yeah, I just felt heavy. Like, like,
0: like it's not like I don't eat either. I'm yeah, on but like in a, this
2: sport. I mean, a couple pounds. That's it, a big it's it's crazy. crazy. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone goes like, well, you need to eat more groceries. Eat all. <laughs> eat more food. I got a specific. It's a, uh, company that the Olympic wrestlers use. They go through. It's called My Metabolic Meals. And uh, they send you breakfast, lunch, dinner. You get snacks, too. You can customize it five days a week, seven days a week. And it's, like, loaded with protein, fats, all the stuff you really need. And it's the best food you'll ever eat. So I eat that three times a day. And then Matt, I snack how- like but, crazy.
1: But the one thing you must have when it comes to these meals is a microwave? <laughs> you tell that story. New York City, two thousand oh, eighteen, 18. Uh, cold, wintry, nasty, nasty cold. I got to go. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the same horrible. year. It was oh yeah. cold.
0: They everyone they had to charter guys in mm-hmm. on jets because the flights were all canceled. It was so bad.
1: So so January in New York City. It's cold. It's wintry, um, and you have these. Meals that you got to have a microwave for. Mm-hmm. So we go to Macy's in downtown New York City because he's got to have a microwave. So, like seven, eight stories worth of Macy's. Like the biggest one in the world. And he goes and he finds one and buys this. Well, I don't remember. It was like 60 bucks or yeah, something just like that. Yeah, a cheap microwave. Buys a microwave, carries it through downtown New York City so that he can have it in his hotel room for. His meals. That's Three how. Days. The
0: shittiest part about it is like you can't fly home with a microwave. What are you gonna do? Check the microwave in your in on your flight. You could have put so, it in my
1: box because I have a box that go, it's basically a closet that goes with me everywhere now. You do. I, I feel like. But that's, there's
0: very many stops, but that are not close to home. That's in that's rural true. Montana.
1: That that's true. That's so, very true. And
0: Mike way would be on the rodeo trail, PBR trail, a long time.
1: Talk about being fans earlier. You know, we were talking about those starstruck moments. You kind of had one last week, and I'm glad I was there to see it in New York at Barstool Sports. Yeah, you were there at Barstool. I was, yeah, huh? yeah. You geeked out like a little. For dude.
0: anyone that doesn't follow Barstool Sports or Dave Portnoy or anyone, you're an idiot. I'm just going to straight up say it. Yeah. If you don't follow those guys, hey, I you, you need better things in your life. So, Dave Portnoy, the founder of Barstool Sports, funniest guy you'll ever follow in your life. I've just I've he's been like a hero to me for for just being Dave Portnoy funny. And uh I got to be on, pardon my take, one of the biggest podcasts in the world last week with Big Cat and PFT commentator. Commenter or whatever, and uh, and afterwards we're sitting there, and Portnoy just straight walks by us. And you freaked and, out, yeah. And Pat with Barstool was showing us around. I was like, Pat, it's fucking Dave, he just walked by. Can you introduce me to Portnoy? And I was freaking out, and he's like, Oh, yeah, no problem. He just walks up, Hey, Dave, this is Jess Lockwood. He's with the PBR. And I'm. I was sitting there, big eyed, wide, open mouth, like, "Oh my god, this is Dave Portnoy," and I got a picture with him, got to talk with him, so and it was funny. the coolest damn ten That's seconds so of funny. my life. You,
1: you did. You, you had a you had a big time. You had a I large time. Don't go anywhere. You stay right out. there. Hey, um, we're gonna start wrapping this up here. A couple of things as as we get ready to um to end here. What is there that that you think people would be surprised? to know about to find out about cody webster
2: man here we go put me on the spot well okay
1: uh, so i can tell you personally i think for a long time people would have been super surprised to find out I'm such a wrestling nerd. Like I'm (laughs) such a geek when it comes to like watching WWE and stuff like that. Like the history of pro wrestling. I mean, for goodness sakes, I've got Jim Ross. That's now going to be on every single YouTube video. I do. He's going to be a part of every podcast there. Um, But I think for a long time, people would have been super surprised to hear that. Now, it's kind of old hat. But what about you? What do you think people would be shocked at?
2: And I don't know. I'm pretty simple. Uh, It's, I don't know, it's hard to really pinpoint. But I think, like, on the the spectrum of things, of the things that I've got to do, where we went in our career, what we're getting to do, uh, just how simple things at home is. Yeah, just... I love, how, we got how our, real it is how real yeah i mean we we got cattle and we ranch and do all that but at the same time like i'm still the the kid that gets up and mm-hmm. watches film and just want to be a, a professional bullfighter that's awesome what about you
0: that, like it's i don't know it's tough to decide that but kind of along the lines of him that i think people are surprised when i do tell them like uh When they will ask me, like, when did you get here? Oh, I got here like a couple hours ago, and it's day of, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you don't come the day before? Hell no! I I stay at home as much as I can, other than
2: yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday I was required
0: to, but I guess just being a homebody. Yeah, I don't like it. Honestly, nowadays it just seems like if I had to miss an event because something was going on at home, I could care less. Like. I almost a PBR so I could stay home a weekend. Like I just love it's, being home so much at
2: this point.
1: It's not that you don't love the what sport and being yeah. here. It's that you know, as we all get older, we the start travel to
2: get, grind, man. Well, it's the hard but part. then
1: we start to get priorities. You know, we start to have other people in our lives that start to rely and depend on us. We start to have you know, chores and animals at home that rely and depend on us being there. And so you start to prioritize the things that are important in life a little differently. Um, yeah, but bullfighting bull still. Still number one. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, It's awesome that bullfighting ranks above your wife. I think that's cool. <laughs> um, uh <laughs> okay, same same kind of line. No, before you he
0: leave. can't pay the bills but, though without bullfighting. So she you, might agree on this one.
1: Before you leave, something that you wish, uh, wish people knew. Not something they'd be surprised to know. Just something you wish people knew about Cody Webster.
0: <laughs> it's so hard when you ask. It, it is. It's, it put it's, me on the spot, uh, man. I, I mean,
2: I don't know. Just normal. I mean, we're normal same, people. Yeah. Like we're not no superhuman. We're not no. We're just really gifted in an area and.
0: One thing I will say is that uh, people are like. So what do you do during the week? What do I do during the week? If I'm in Montana, I get I gotta get my ass up and work. Oh, you, you gotta do stuff during the week. If I don't help out on the ranch, Dad will literally drive over to my house and whip my ass personally.
1: I work harder when I'm at home than I do on the road.
0: Oh, yeah. I think people just think that we go home and we kind of just live the good life and sit on our butts all week that we don't get out and do stuff because we're required to.
2: I go home and... There's a lot more to rodeo than just rodeo. Well, and and like like now
1: that I've got this other business, I go home, I'm in the office, I'm running errands, and, and more than anything, we're trying to catch up so that we can leave again. You know, I mean, I feel like I spend... A lot of my time just trying to catch up so that i can get back on the road and do it again it's a constant cycle
2: it's crazy so um, another thing
0: i'm i'm kind of a ocd perfectionist yeah. if like there i think it was minneapolis or greensboro one of them i got back from that weekend and i have a little bunkhouse in the garage that i was working on and finishing up and i got home and worked on it all week and I think I changed my flight to fly out even later because I was like, this damn thing's not done. I mm-hmm. have to have this done before I leave or I will freak the hell out and sit there all weekend thinking about it. So
1: so you got it done.
0: Yeah, you damn right I got it done. I wasn't going to the bull riding if it wasn't done. I would have canceled my damn flight. I am so a weird guy about not having stuff done.
1: That's so I'll funny. stay
0: up from, if a job takes from six in the morning till two in that morning, It. I'll stay up. I hate going to bed not having stuff done it freaks me out.
2: Well, I'm glad you got what it about done. About you, Matt West, what uh what was what would people
1: want what, to know about you? you? What would uh what do I wish people knew yeah. about me? I wish people knew um like how much I love and and uh, and I mean how deep into my faith I am. You know, when people order stuff from the gym, I will have this little card the, I'll drop in with T-shirts. It always has a scripture on it. If somebody comes up and they actually want me to sign something, it'll always have a scripture on it. Uh, when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be a preacher. And then I started That's growing cool. up, and and I became a human. Now look at him. Yeah, <laughs> and I became a human. And now, like, the older I get, I start to realize, you know, why people start to gravitate more towards God. I can see it in my life. I can, I can see it in... The way that I think about things, it's um, reassuring. It, it really is, and so like if if I had to say like, I wish this was more to the forefront. I think it'd be my faith, probably. There's more than anything.
0: My cross neck necklace. Yeah, I always have to have it on the weekend, and I'm so like I said OCD about stuff. I'll carry. Mm-hmm. I have a backup in my gear bag. I have mm-hmm. a backup in my travel bag to where if I some reason forget this, it breaks, yep. I always have two backups. Because yep. if I don't have a cross on me when I'm riding, yeah. I, I would not get on, I don't think.
1: It made me think of, uh, of another question. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like we all have some sort of cross that, like like I've had this, my, my parents got me this years ago. I've lost it in two oceans. I've lost <laughs> it in the lake twice. And for some reason, I, in the middle of the lake in Oklahoma, Lake Eufaula, we're out on the boat and I'm in the middle of the lake and I reach up and it's gone. And then I feel it hit me on the foot <laughs> and we're in the middle of the lake. And it's like, what's on my foot? And I started to bring my foot up. Sure enough, I had to get a new chain, but the cross was still there. And I think, I think that that's, you know, far more symbolic than what, you know, what we can really think about. Um, Okay. Last question. Goals. Like little goals, anything, a certain rodeo, a certain event,
2: a certain number, like, like, what's what's the ultimate for you? Uh, the ultimate for me is uh, I've got to do everything that I've wanted to do. Everything. There's not another goal that I want to accomplish. Really? But my goal now is just to be the best I can be every day that I show up. Yeah. And cocky, whatever you want to call it, it's not. It's just a fact that you know, I want to. I want to be the best I can be for as long as I can be. And when that ride comes to an end, then we're out. And so be it. What about you? Don't give me that same answer. <laughs> I'll punch you.
1: My
0: ultimate one is to uh, win. To pay my place <laughs> off. That's a big one. Same. That's, I'm still <laughs> there. But I think uh, that's every cowboy's <laughs> dream, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the ultimate one, though, four world titles. Um, and I mean, if I get those four in the next two years if I win two more in the next two years I promise you you won't see me that third year I will be mm-hmm. I don't I promise you if I get four by the time I'm 24 years old I'm retiring Done. 25 years old
1: extra strategy I mean you're just going
0: save my body I got that many world titles you got income for 10 years with the PBR the way they pay out that million dollars yeah. Um. you're set up financially you get to save your body for yeah, look that much better in your life oh, McBride, Justin McBride to me he's is the be greatest the blueprint bull rider for
1: getting in and out of the sport right
0: he is the greatest bull rider ever to me and the go out the way he did 28 years old or whatever and he's just like eh, I'm done and he could have stuck around 2-3 more years and won he was at the top of his game at that point he could have won 2 more world titles
1: but everybody says the same thing they say when you're done here yep. you're done when you're done in your head you're done yeah. And and he he lived it that way.
0: Yeah, and people have told me, I've said that before, like even in the last couple of months, that if I could get those two more in the next two years, oh that's dumb. You wouldn't stick around and you wouldn't want to ride and make possibly a million and a half the next five years if you're that good. Yeah. It's like, nah, eh, well, you've accomplished what you've set out to accomplish. You've got it financially all set. You can save your body. I want to be able
1: <laughs> And go spend to, time with your family Exactly. Now.
0: Spend time with your family. If I have kids, I want to be able to run around and move yeah. with my kids.
1: Yeah. Just yeah, I, I don't blame you, man. Like, I, I, I do the same thing. Um, <clears throat> I know nobody listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube needs to know because you got over 100,000 followers. Um, you probably know the exact number right now. Do you? <laughs> But if 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 they don't or
2: they're new, what is it? Official Cody Webster Instagram, Facebook, Cody Webster, professional bullfighter on YouTube.
1: Okay.
0: What about you? Uh, I think my username is at Jess Lockwood Seven. It's Jess Lockwood Seven on Instagram. I don't know what it is on Twitter because I'm not much of a tweeter, and. Uh, Facebook, just the fan page. Jess Lockwood, professional bull rider.
1: Okay, scoot this way a little bit. There's one more thing I want to do. Yeah, just trust me on this. There's one more thing. A little closer. There's one more thing I want to do before we finish this podcast, and that is, uh, you sit right there. Oh, come on, no, get, get in here. Get in here. Get in here. Um, he showed up
0: late to the party.
1: Yeah, Colton Jesse showed up late to the party. So now to be documented on the audio version for the podcast and on the YouTube version, Colton Jesse. This is the official invitation for you to come be on the podcast, and I'm putting you on the spot, which means you have to say yes.
2: Yeah, I accept. Yeah.
1: Okay, there we go. That's all I needed. Colt Jess is going to be on the podcast, guys. Uh, it was kind of spur of the moment. We've we've all tried to plan at different times, and it just hadn't worked out. But we it worked out tonight, so we got it done. We finally got it done. So Cody Webster. Um, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, bullfighter of all time. Two-time PBR World Champ, Jess Lockwood, otherwise known as Mr. Haley Kinsel. Uh Thanks, guys, for doing this. It was fun.
2: Thanks for having us, Matt. Thank you. Cool. Till next time. Damn. That was fun. Now, Colton, you're hooked.
0: You're yeah, right. you're fucked now. You're documented saying you'll do it.